Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name is Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Coming back at you. Dude. Dude, it's Dude. been a while. How are you doing? It's been a long while. <laughs> Way too it's long. It's crazy how long Way it's been. Way too long. Time flies. No. It's just the reality of it. It is 100% true. We had like a camping trip and one or two weeks we just didn't have it scheduled because our recurring reminder ran out. We've missed many weeks. I'm sorry about that. You know, the last time we posted, the last time that we posted an episode was September 25th. We're almost a month. I don't think we've ever gone this long. Wow, dude. So we are greatly sorry for those faithful listeners of ours and all the listeners we probably lost because we've been off for a month. Hopefully you come (laughs) back and listen to us uh, and and journey with us as we try to live this Jesus life. I have a feeling everybody will be so delighted to see there's a new episode coming out that like they'll all come back in droves. That's got to be it. You know? (laughs) Yeah, man. That's the only thing that could happen. What's uh what's going yeah. on in your world, man? Uh how's your fall going? Uh it's going good. It's not it's starting to feel just like fall now. Though it's been in like yeah. the high 70s over the last few weeks, which I'm not going to complain about because, you know, 2 months from now here in Colorado, I'm going to be hating life. Mm-hmm. So I'll take this weather all totally. day every day. But no, it's all it's been day. it's been good. Church plants moving forward good and we're you. finally starting to make some ground in the neighborhood. We're starting to um, get some key partnerships uh, lined up so we can help more people and get to know the neighborhood better. Um, I think we're, we're finally great. getting there. But we come up on our one-year anniversary in two mm-hmm. weeks. So we're currently planning every wow. all, the, all the festivities and activities that happen during yeah, the man. whole thing. One of the things we are doing, one? we're doing trivia night. I'm pretty excited Ooh. about it. Yeah. What uh? What type of trivia? Like, is this anything goes trivia, or is this Hill City specific trivia? No, yeah, I don't think we've been around long enough to do like Hill City specific trivia. That would be rather right. difficult to come up <laughs> with things. But no, this is just like general trivia. Um, nice, just to just to have some friendly competition, though. Like. I don't know. It may be just me that's really excited about it and the rest of our community. They're not really competitive people, so it may, um, <laughs> may just backfire in my face, but I think it's going to yeah. be fun. So we'll see what happens. We'll yeah. get into little teams. Uh, It'll kind of be fun, like man. bar trivia, like that kind of methodolo- yeah. methodology yeah. Or I- you know, idea. That's cool. Um, since that you can't go fun. to any brewery in uh, Colorado these days and not have some type of trivia going on. Right. Right. Well, we're doing, that. We're doing a, a big time. family dinner. Uh, we have a night of prayer planned. Of course, the celebrations on Sunday morning. It should be a it should be a star studded affair. Um, of all the Dude, congrats uh, city regulars. On, I was gonna say congrats on one year, man. That's a big deal. It's uh, not an easy thing to start a new church, and one year feels yeah. I remember, you know. I remember friends. I don't remember. I don't think it was you guys. I think it was someone, uh, you know, uh, families before you, but they got pregnant and made it to a year with their first child and they just celebrated that they kept them alive for a year. Uh, I feel like that's what we're doing with Hill City. Like, hey, guys, we made us, it a year yeah. and we're still alive. Like, we made it a year. That's relatable. Yeah. More years. Yeah, ago. man. 
my my oldest just turned five uh, in the last couple weeks, and that blew my mind because I'm like, yeah, the first birthday feels like a really big deal, but five also does because I'm like, you're a kid, you know, like no longer no longer baby at all, like full blown five, you know, and I yeah, felt that way. You, you send her off to school year next year, no? Yeah, well, we're doing a lot of, she technically isn't qualified until next year, um, but because of when her birthday fell, but uh, we're doing a lot of homeschool stuff right now and probably we'll keep that going for a while. We'll see. She, she wants to go to school big time. But uh, we'll see. We're, We're trying to figure uh, that out. But like, this is getting like borderline political. And let's be honest, we try not to be political here. But you can't ask these questions today and then not be related to politics in some way. Are you right. going to send her a public school? Are you going to send her to a private school? What do you, what's what's your plans there? Yeah, when she goes to school, it'll be a public school. Um, but we might wait until like fourth or fifth grade or so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my wife just opened the door and said private school can't handle her, uh, which is true, but public school can't either. Uh, anyway, we have like a, we're a part of a small school district that I think will be good when the time comes, but we're probably gotcha. going to wait at least a few years, man. We'll see how long we can like hold her back from going. But honestly, it's just like such a formative time of her life from five to 10 that it's hard to uh, desire to hand that off to public school or private school teachers, you know? Yeah. So that's fair. Yeah, man. So homeschool yeah. for the first few years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Homeschooled for a few years. She already wants to go. So that's going to be like, <laughs> we'll see how long we can keep her uh, content in homeschool. Thanks. How, uh, since yeah, it's been a month and probably even longer than that, since we've talked about them, how are the chickens doing? Yeah. I know everyone's wanting to know. Yeah, dude, the chickens are good on the whole. Uh, we've had no chicken loss anytime recently. Wow. We're about to, um, but it's uh, chickens that Planned are very due to go to. <laughs> yeah, we are going to be sending 11 chickens to freezer camp pretty soon. Dang, These are our 11. meat birds. Yeah. These are the meat birds uh, who we never named on purpose. And Catherine, my one of my daughters, has asked that we pardon one chicken, one of the hens, to like <laughs> live with funny. the laying hens. <laughs> We're like, well, okay. So I guess we'll send 10 to freezer camp. Well, that's um, pretty funny. But we'll keep an eye on the, that 11th and see if she's causing problems. And if so, you know, we'll uh, she'll be vacuum sealed um, <laughs> after being processed. So. Dude, and you're processing yeah, them all yourself. We're gonna, we're doing it. Yep, Dang. we're doing that. Um, I'm probably gonna. We accidentally got three roosters, and this weekend I'm probably gonna say goodbye to the roosters because they are uh, violent. Yeah. <laughs> they're like. I think instead of loud. getting rid of the roosters, I say I don't know. Yeah. Get a group of friends around and throw some money on the on the on the on the game, and <laughs> see if we can get them to fight. <laughs> No, no, we will not be. We will not Come be cockfighting. My um, uh, brother, when gonna... he was in Thailand, I don't know, he was traveling somewhere. <laughs> went to a cockfight. I was like, I was a little jealous. I was like, I want to see that. Not, not that, that I think I can handle it. Because in all, thing. in all reality, like it would probably bother me, and I'd have to leave. But to be able to say, like, yeah, 
I've been to a cockfight. I don't know. I just feel like there's <laughs> there's something to that. Uh, no, man, they fight enough with themselves just in the in the coop they're in that I'm like, yeah, you guys, this is a problem. You're going to be my first three kind of trial birds, and right. I'm going to be just fine with it when they go because the one tries to attack me every time I give them food and water. Nice. I'm like, dude. I'm keeping he's, you alive. He's Why? just being protected. Like, don't bite the he's trying to protect his hens. That's a good thing. Yeah, but in a very misguided way. I'm like, I'm literally keeping all of you alive. <laughs> you don't need to protect He doesn't know that. He needs to figure that out. So how does this work? Do you like sharpen an axe and just go go to town? Yeah, no. No, you uh, first... <laughs> Uh, I won't go too much into detail given that this is like public podcast, but the most humane way well, you can find it on the through- Hannah Homestead uh, YouTube channel. Yeah. If you're yeah, curious, that's right. No, the, the most humane way to, to dispatch a chicken is to hold them upside down. So they pass out uh, after like 10 seconds, you just hold them by the feet and they pass out immediately and then remove the head. Uh, oh, I've actually in, seen this. In some I've actually manner. watched a YouTube so, video on this. Yeah, me too. Where they like me did them in mass. Like, where like they had like I don't know some oh, kind man. of container like shoot kind of thing that they put them all in yeah. and then went through and and took care of them. Yeah. But dang, I can only that's imagine. pretty nuts. Yeah, man. So where does all the it blood is. go? Do you collect it? You can, and you can use it for like fertilizer and things like that. Um, Are I'll you still a part of that secret society and... that needs blood on a regular basis? <laughs> no, I'm out of that one now, man. Oh, okay, I'm out of that one. I was a little worried. Um, I know how to bring it up. Probably put it in the yeah. It's I. That's a worrisome thing to be a part of, you know. Um, and I hope you get out of yours soon, man. I know it's. it's I not started easy leaving. What are you talking easy about? to get in. It's been my life dream. <laughs> easy to we get in. Blood, hard to get out. Yeah, of. Nothing. Nothing crazy uh, like that. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. so definitely have secret handshakes. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people just use it for like compost pile stuff, and uh, I'll probably do that. Um, but it's going to be an adventure, and at least for the one rooster, I will have no sad feelings uh, about him because he does sure. literally try to attack me every time I give them food or water. And I'm I'm done with that. You know that can be done. That's fair. <laughs> so well, you have to make sure you do it in front of the run. other roosters so they know who's in charge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the problem, though. If I just take out one rooster, the other two are going to just be nuts. And like, there's a power vacuum now. I can be wild and <laughs> I'll run this thing. You know, so it's going to be all funny. three. Uh, poor guys. So that's fair. yeah, that's man. Fair. How's Jack dude. doing? Any? Uh, oh, he's doing well, here, dude. Uh, my, yeah. my dog is a princess. Uh, he lives a very cushy life. Um, I left this morning the house at like, I don't know, six thirty ish. And he was still in bed. Mm-hmm. And my guess is he maybe got up to eat and go to the bathroom, but most likely he's probably still in bed. Like that's his life. Probably still in bed. He enjoys yeah. being comfortable. He enjoys lying on bed all day. That's just, that's what he does. Yep. Um, yep. But to be a dog, no, he's, man. he's doing, well, dude, he's doing well. We, uh... Yeah. What are we talking about, man? What's uh, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, to catch everybody up, because let's be honest, it's been a long time. And you're probably like, I don't even remember what they've been talking about. Uh, I think they were talking about Psalms at one point. And that's true. We were. 
But then we got mm-hmm. bored and we stopped talking about Psalms because we're just like, I don't know. It feels like the same thing over and over again, which is rel- yep. relatively true of most Psalms. And there's like seven categories yep. or something like that. So we switched and we're like, you know what we should talk about? We should talk about more about Jesus. Why? Because Jesus is better. Um, but also Jesus is like the point of our podcast, right? This Jesus life podcast. We're just trying to live this Jesus life as normal dudes. So we said, there's so many aspects of Jesus' life that we could be talking about. Let's talk about something that maybe we haven't talked about before. And we decided, let's look at the I am statements. Let's look at who Jesus says he is uh, and unpack those ideas. So that's what we've been doing over the last uh, handful of episodes. I was going to say weeks, but let's be honest, that's not true. Uh, But last handful (laughs) of episodes. Yeah, we started started with Jesus saying, I am the bread of life. Um, Last episode that went live a month ago, I know, I'm sorry, uh, was Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And we continue down that path in John 10. Um, we look at Jesus saying, I am the gate. Um, or some translations say it, I am the gate of the sheepfold. Andrew, you want to read the verses? Sure, man. So John 10, uh, starting in verse 1, Jesus said this, Very, tell, very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, Anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls to his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Dude, Such verses one through ten. I am the gate. What uh got any key like first thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think it'd be helpful to explain what the heck Jesus is talking about here. Because let's be honest, yeah, it's a little a lot bit of confusing. Talk. A lot of sheep talk. Yeah. And my guess is mm-hmm. you go through your day-to-day and don't have a lot of sheep talk a part of your language, which Limited is fair. Limited amount of sheep I talk. I get it. Yeah. Or maybe you have a lot, yeah. but not in this perspective uh, of the kingdom. So <laughs> essentially, we're, we're looking at right. like who gets access uh, to the kingdom of God or who gets access to heaven or who gets access to God himself, right? All those things that all those things that we get access to, we find salvation in Jesus. Um, and what he's trying to get across to the the Pharisees and as Jesus does, right? He talks in, in, um, you know, uh, what's the, what's the term that I'm trying to, uh, analogy uh, uh, parables was in the world analogies. Thank you. He, he speaks in these analogies to explain these things, um, for a handful of reasons. But one of the reasons is if, if the spirit isn't moving, then they're going to miss it. Right. And that's kind of what the Pharisees yeah. were, were in this place where they're missing it. They weren't understanding. But what Jesus is essentially saying is he's, he's the only way into heaven. 
He's the only way mm-hmm. into the kingdom. He's the only way back to God. Um, that any other way that people try to create or manipulate or um, any other processes that um, are created for this are all are all thieves and robbers, right? They're all trying to steal something mm-hmm. from those people rather than the, the actual glory that they have access to through through Christ. Uh, and and this is kind of the, the idea that he's he's betraying here. And I think it's it's easy to kind of look over these these types of illustrations and be like, okay, that was like, that's what Jesus was talking about then. But like, does it really apply today? And you're like, yeah, <laughs> like, of course it does. Um, like it, it's, yeah. it's on like the rampant uh, pace right now of, of all these different mm-hmm. ways to get to God um, rather than the only way that actually gets you to God, which is through Christ mm-hmm. Jesus and more specifically his death and resurrection um, is how we get back mm-hmm. to God. But um, so I think yeah. that's that's the piece that, that we have to be able to understand of the gate or the pen where the sheep are living. Um, this is the place where uh, this would be the kingdom of God or this would be the access to heaven or uh, another way to back to God. Uh, and the only way, the only door, the only path uh, to get into that place is through Christ himself. I am the gate for the sheep, right? In verse seven. Um yeah, but I think there's a lot to unpack here. One has my my life verse yeah. in it, so that's a big win. Uh, two, oh, wow. I think we should probably unpack this thief and robber idea. And three, mm-hmm. uh, let's sit in Jesus being the only way to heaven uh, for a little while. Yeah, yeah, dude, uh, you got to say what your life verse is at this point. Which one, oh, John ten ten? Which one is it? The thief John comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but yes. I have come to give you life and give it to the Yes. Yes. Dude, I that last line, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Um, I wanted to hang out there for a minute because you and I have talked a lot about like Jesus is the path to salvation, like the way, you know, the gate, the one way in. Um, and the the reality is that can be super, super emphasized of like, go and evangelize everybody um, without ever being like taking the stuff that Jesus says about the kingdom of heaven seriously. Like the kingdom is here and now, and you and I have talked about it a lot. Like the, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full that like following the way of Jesus isn't meant to shut down your ability to have fun or have good relationships in your life or fulfillment in your work or fulfillment in your family, like all of that actually following the way of Jesus, like makes your life more full and rich and better and deeper. Um, and that was part of Jesus's intent. Like I've come that you can live the most incredible life you can here and after you die. Right. Um, but sometimes we like it can be highly emphasized like that. It's like you just want to like punch the ticket, like accept Christ as your savior and you have insurance for when your body dies. Right. Like that True. can be a message that's sent by Christians. Um, but the reality is like Christ came that we could have life and have it to the full, you know, now and then like that's the analogy yeah. or that's maybe a, uh, maybe a part that the Pharisees are like, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. You sound like you are crazy. Um, But you and I can sit in and be like, yeah, this is true. Like Christ came that we could have life and have it to the full. 
Um, and, and like unpacking awesome. that even yeah. for like it's life to the full is there's a thousand things that, that plays into it. I, I think one of the, the greatest yeah. things that plays into it is that we get to know God and be known by God. Um, and not just on a intellectual level, but on a relational level. Like I get to know the mm-hmm. one that created me. I get to know the the creator of this universe. So I get to have conversations and he talks back. Um, all these things that, mm-hmm. that brings fullness to life um, that we often forget about. But I think oftentimes too, like yeah. I just had a conversation with someone, I don't remember if it was last week or the week before, but and if and if you're listening to this podcast, I won't use your name, and I apologize for not asking your permission ahead of time, but um, I think this is helpful, um, and I think you'll be okay with it. But uh, they were talking about this. They were talking about the whole thing. They've been on this journey to figuring out, like, is God really the only way? Are Jesus really the only way? Mm-hmm. Like, is so he? They've been going to different religions and different um, denominations and just kind of testing the waters um, to see what it is. And they came to this conclusion of like, what if I don't want heaven? Like as, he- as heaven is described to us, what if I don't want it? Um, and it is, and they're not saying like, I don't believe that Jesus is God. Just what he's offering. What if I don't want it? Um, which is a, a valid question because uh, I think oftentimes how the church portrays um, what Jesus provides uh, is often mm. often misguided or missing elements or not to the fullness of what it is. Um, we portray it as like, well, I, I get to go to heaven and I just get to worship God all day and sing songs. <laughs> okay, right. cool. Right. To be honest, that I wouldn't want to do that all day. Like I would love to worship God yeah, with man. everything I'm doing, but like singing songs all day sounds yeah, that sounds kind of miserable um, and very repetitive. Yeah. And I hate repetition in you know to the ninth degree. <laughs> um, but I, I think that's where it comes into play. Is like, but that's not what fullness right. of life looks like. Like, sure, that's an aspect of it, and it's something we want to do, and you'll want to do, but you're also getting a poor view of who God is. And um, mm-hmm. if if you truly believe that God is good, um, and he is, we, we covered that you know years ago in, in the podcast, and go back to who God is series. Mm-hmm. But if you truly believe that God is good, whatever God has for you is better than anything this life could give you. Um yeah. But that goes back to that faulty thinking that you don't believe God is actually good or you don't believe that God is actually great and whatever his heaven is actually going to look like, like you're, you're going to be blown away by what it is, um, but shifting gears and going back to what Andrew was talking about, like in this life yeah. as well, before you take your last breath and, and spend eternity with him. Like there's so much more to life that you could be experiencing now. And um, if you've ever heard me teach, I, I say this on a pretty regular basis and I still say today in reference to this verse, but you know, I want whatever Jesus has for me this life. Like I know it's better. I know that's the best option, not just from a morality standpoint, like let's move from morality out of the whole equation and just say from a goodness standpoint, yeah. from a fullness standpoint, mm-hmm. from a, from a purpose standpoint, from a, a life of meaning standpoint for a, a position of being being able to, to uh, make a difference in other people's lives, like all of those things wrapped into a beautiful little package, like that is the fullness of life. Um, like, and I want to be able to get to the end of my life and say, man, Jesus, what a ride. The places you took me, the people you allowed me to invest in, the things you did in me and through me. Like yeah. I never thought any of these stories would be possible. And yet I'm, I'm living yeah. this life that they've been possible. Um, and it's a life of yeah. faith and we can get into all the, everything else that plays into that. But like, Oftentimes, I think we've we've taken Jesus being the gate 
Um, and, and mm-hmm. we've dumbed it down or we've simplified it too much. And, um, it's just, you know, like Andrew said, it's the salvation. It's just to check the, check the box so I can get on the bus. Um, you know, when I take my last right. breath and, and bring, bring me to the pearly gates, but you're like, but th- there's so much more to that whole thing that, that you're missing out on the, the fullness of, of relationship yeah. and the fullness of knowing God and, and being loved by God and being able to sit in that place uh, of pure comfort and, and pure joy and, and pure, um, um, faith where I'm, I'm willing to take on anything. I'm not terrified of uh, or scared mm-hmm. or worried to take on a new task because I know my God is in the midst of it and I know he can handle it and I'm not worried about those things. And I think that's that piece yeah. that we, we often miss because we wanted to make it simple for people. And, and I wouldn't say like it was, it was malicious in nature, uh, but I think it is devastating and destructive. And this goes back to, yeah. to what Jesus was saying earlier on, like, this is what, like these are thieves and robbers. They're stealing you of a joy and, and a life that you could mm-hmm. be experiencing because you've believed this other path that doesn't lead directly back to me, or you've believed this false Jesus that isn't my true character and isn't who I truly am. And now you're chasing something that yeah. is going to come back. You know, you've been sold a bill of goods because it's going to come back void because it's not the real me. Yeah. Like I think there's that piece that you know we did it from a place where we wanted to help you understand, but as the church, but we've missed like we've allowed you to miss out on so much life because we've dumbed it down so far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. I couldn't agree more. And, uh, dude, I'm going to ask a question because it says my network is still struggling. Um, (laughs) so hopefully you can hear me. Okay, Josh, but yeah, this idea, um, I think it's like right in line, uh, verses seven and eight. Uh, Jesus says, therefore Jesus said again, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. What, uh, how do you interpret that? I I haven't done like word study. I haven't gone deep on any of, uh, verse eight about all who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. Um, but it's easy to be like, wait, is Jesus talking about all the prophets and teachers, before him as thieves and robbers or like who's he talking about and why is he uh why is he telling the pharisees this yeah i wouldn't say it's all the the you know prophets before him there, there's probably some prophet right. I'm, I'm not talking about biblical prophets but others that call themselves prophets up in that place i think the sheep are the true you have to remember like in these verses jesus audience is the mm-hmm. jewish nation right that's who he's talking to he's right. talking to his own people he's not talking to us gentiles mm-hmm. and so we can't put ourselves in the story in that way but um there is a a um a remnant um that was waiting for the messiah to finally arrive right like mm-hmm. this is the this is the things where you hear the disciples say like I, like the one that the prophets talk about i just met him like you have to come see him like there's a remnant among yeah. the jewish people that were still waiting and and watchful for the messiah to arrive and i think that's yeah. the piece of like all these others that have come before me and and there's been plenty that claimed to be the messiah before jesus arrived um and others you know some followed him but it was that piece of like but my remnant my 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 true like my true people, the ones that, that haven't given up mm-hmm. hope, the ones that were still, you know, willing to wait and persevere, like those haven't yeah. listened to the thieves and the robbers. They weren't stolen away, that they yeah. were still waiting for me and now I've arrived, I think is is what Jesus yeah. is trying to get across there. 
That's good, man. Like the the sheep who know know my voice, know God's voice, uh, didn't follow those who tried to get them to follow them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and as you were kind of referencing, like, yeah, it's it's like ad- agricultural language and it's analogy and it can be hard to translate. I mean, I was talking about my chickens a little bit ago, so I guess it's not that hard to translate, but not that many of us are like sheep herders these days. Um, but that what Jesus was saying of like, my sheep know my voice and follow me, you know, and they don't, they know the voices of people who are not me, you know? And like you were talking about with, with your friend, like, um, there, there are a million forms of spirituality, um, mm-hmm. and our culture is like really excited to push many of them all the time. You know, whether it's like mm-hmm. just believe in yourself, manifest something, and it's going to happen, uh, or it's like, hey, yoga is God, or CrossFit is God, or um, climbing mountains is God, or riding your bike far, far is God, like there's a million things that culture wants to like replace and just say, worship this, you know, um, worship yourself, worship, whatever you do, worship, however many people you can sleep with, worship, however big your house is, worship, you name it, you know? And, and then there's like all the like competing religions to Christianity and like something about this rings very true I don't know if you've uh, you've ever like had a thought or um, heard somebody say something and then later been like, man, I just need to pray about that because I'm not sure if that's true or I'm not sure if that was actually God's voice or I'm not sure if this is something God would have me do or think or follow, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I've had that many times of like, I don't know if that was like, my voice or God's voice or somebody else's voice, you know, even thoughts in my mind. And uh, in my experience, like even just from doing the best I can to follow um, the way that Jesus laid out, like my, something in my spirit knows God's voice versus voices that aren't his, you know, and that are trying to get me to go off course essentially. So yeah. While I'm maybe not a sheep, you know, a little less woolly than a sheep, uh, I can relate to this of like, yeah, there's a tons of there's tons of people and influences in the world that that want to take God's place in our lives, but by God's grace, we can know His voice and and have a little level of clarity on like when is that God speaking to me? When is that me speaking to me? And when is that somebody else? You know, or something else. Um, I don't know if that sparks any thoughts in you, but we can know God's voice. And, uh, and even in like day-to-day experience, I've often found myself asking like, was that from God? And you and I've walked through a lot of ways to like figure that out in the past, but um, just thought it would be worth mentioning since we are uh, kind of the sheep that, that can be implied in what Jesus was speaking about here. Yeah. And I think too, like, this is why it becomes so important that, you know, when you come to know Jesus as, as Lord and, you know, Paul's very clear, if you 
if you believe that, that, or you confess through your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he died and rose again, you shall be saved, right? That moment of salvation, um, it's why it becomes so important after that moment of salvation that the church comes around those individuals and starts to teach them how to have a relationship with Jesus themselves. And I think this is where we've struggled um, in the American church and, and maybe even just the Western church in general of like, we've, we've gotten to this place where we can, we can help you understand. And we could argue that salvation piece of it and all that. We, we won't that, we won't do that for the sake of this conversation, but um, like coming to know Jesus. And then we get you plugged into all the ways we want you to engage toward, engage our church, right? We want you giving, we want you serving, we want you attending, we want you in a community group or a small group. Um, and then you're going to be a good yeah. Christian. And those come from good places. And I'm not saying those are bad things, but when those things, are the end goal, um, you miss out on what Jesus and what Andrew's talking about right now is is that relationship piece. Like you're not going to know the voice of God if you've allowed your small group leader to be the voice of God in your life, if you allowed the preacher to be the voice of God in your life, if you've allowed um, your team lead and your volunteering positions to be the voice mm-hmm. of God in your life. Not saying that those people won't play a role in helping you understand the voice of God, but if 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 that's all your Christianity has become as attendance and uh, uh, being around mm-hmm. and going to services, like you've missed what, what Jesus went to the cross for, right? Like he wants to have this intimate relationship with you. Like he would have, like a shepherd would have with a sheep. He would know everything about them and then they would know everything about him um, and know his voice and know his um, uh, behaviors. It's kind of like, you know, and this is a, a weird you know, analogy, but um, Andrew's chickens, right? Like Andrew's chickens, his roosters, not a huge fans right. of Andrew. They're a threat uh, right. is how, is how right. Andrew's seen. Um, and oftentimes yep. ways of Jesus will feel like a threat to your, your, your lifestyle mm. and your comfortability yeah. um, because you just, you haven't been in, around him enough. Like he's not your actual shepherd, but Andrew goes to his chickens yeah. cage and they're like all happy to see him because like, this is the source of food. You know, this is my part yeah, of life. Right. Right. Andrew's Andrew's totally. playing this little Messiah piece to his chickens. He's also playing, you know, judgment <laughs> to his chickens, but that's a whole nother topic in itself uh, as it cuts their heads off. Um, but there's this piece of like, we have to, as the, the church and as, as believers that are walking with Jesus and maybe you're sitting in this place and you're like, yeah, I hear what Andrew's saying, but like, that's not my experience. Like, I don't know when God is speaking and not speaking. I don't know how to hear um, God speak. It, it, it comes down to spending yeah. time with him. Like you've got to be around him on a regular basis. Um, and it's not just in a, in a service, um, listening to a preacher talk about him. Um, you have to be with him. So be spending time in prayer, be spending time. Um, not just reading your Bible as a task, but, but reading it as a jumping off point for conversation with your yeah. God, um, and, and be spending mm-hmm. time in that way. And you're going to learn his voice in those environments. I firmly believe it. I firmly believe it because I've experienced it and I've helped others experience it. I know it works. Um, and when you have fostered that relationship and know his voice, then you can do the things Andrew's talking about here of like, yeah, when someone says something or something feels off, you're like, oh, like Jesus is moving yeah. a different direction or Jesus is saying, hey, I'm, I'm not in this. Like the thief and the enemy mm-hmm. are coming into play. And, and yeah. It, the crazy thing is it doesn't get easier as you walk with Jesus longer. Um, and even as you mature in your relationship with Jesus it doesn't get easier. The enemy just gets more sly in his tactics. And um, we talk a lot in our church plant with, with our disciple makers 
of like the enemy gives you three fourths of truth. And then that one final fourth that he lies to you in is the thing that causes the destruction. It causes the, the, you know, going back to John 10, 10 to, uh, to uh, steal from you, kill you, destroy you. Like that's the piece that he hooks you on and why it becomes so important that like we're spending time with Jesus on a regular basis. So we know his voice. And when those things do come or going back to, you know, when we did the prayer, uh, the Lord's prayer, uh, series, and you can take a listen to that of, just like when he's when Jesus tells us to like pray to protect us from the enemy, this is what he's talking about. He's talking about these lies yeah. that seep in and, and grab a hold and steal from mm-hmm. us and rob us opportunity and in progression and growth and it get us stuck in these places to play victim mind you know to take on the victim mindset and, and to lose out on, on what God is actually doing for us or taking control and and you know filling us with fear and anxiety so we don't take any action in our life and then we miss out on on that. 1010 life that that the enemy knows the power of in our lives and in the lives of those around us and he's just doing everything he can to keep us from us so it always comes back to like get in that freaking sheep pen first off right that's step number one um, believe that jesus Open is, gate, is right you know is, is god and um, that he did die and he did rise again conquering death he's that type of god he's that big nobody's ever done it before him no one's done it after him he's the only one that's brought himself back from the dead yeah, that's the power that lives inside of him um, but believing those yep. things to be true starts the journey and you enter into the gate through christ jesus um, and then once you're in yep. the gate you're in the pen like be talking to jesus be spending time with Jesus. Be looking for opportunities mm-hmm. to understand and get to know him better. Don't talk about him. Talk to him. I mean, I think that's the piece yeah. that we often we often get sidetracked on is we talk a lot about Jesus, but we're not talking a lot to Jesus. And like, that's the whole point. Right. <laughs> so I can get into his pen and we can have these conversations and be together. Uh, but we, we like to like be in the three pins down and be like, you know, that guy, Jesus, I really like that guy. He seems like a really nice shepherd. I wish I was in his <laughs> pen. You're like, come on. Like, what a weird game to play when we have such a great opportunity um, yeah. to, to be with God that, you know, we, yeah. we convince ourselves of 50 other things are more important um, when this is the only yeah, thing man. that's important. Yeah, man. Agreed. Dude, my internet is barely working. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to say this quick. Uh, cool. I think the rooster analogy weirdly worked, you know, and uh, like, let's not, Let's not treat Jesus like he's the bad shepherd, right? Like following his way brings us life and life to the full. You know, like he said this for a reason. And at least Josh and I believe it's true. And it's not just, uh, not just like punch the ticket, get the stamp, get the access into heaven, all inclusive, right? Um, It's like live it out, have relationship with God, have direct access with God. Like, yeah, this life, life will could be, be better, better. It's, with Jesus. It's for our good and the good of those around us, you know, that we follow Jesus and follow in his way. And uh, yeah, man, he's a good shepherd and, and his voice is one that, that you want to know. So if you haven't got to know him at all, start by uh, maybe just read through the book of John and then find somebody in your life that that loves God and loves you in that order and uh, and go and talk to them or consider praying and saying, God, would you bring somebody in my, into my life that can help me get to know you better um, or get to start a relationship with you? Because I don't even know where to start. God is faithful, man. He's a good shepherd. And yeah. uh, wherever you're at, he's al- always there to take you the next step. So, um, and gosh, I that's my, this, like- my final thought. 
Yes. Jumping in before all of that, like if you're at that place where you don't actually believe that Jesus died and rose again for you, they didn't die for your sin, or you didn't think that your sin needed any dying for, um, start there. Start with understanding what Jesus did for you uh, on the cross, the the level of yeah. love and grace that was shown to you um, in the midst of your total defiance, spit in this face life uh, that you were living up to that point. Um, if, if that's where you're at, make that decision and call him Lord, um, call him savior, call him friend, call him the guy in charge and the one you want to follow moving forward. And I, I promise you this, I've, I've been following Jesus a long time, but um, you know, it's only within the last four years that I've really started to understand well, what Jesus does provide to us. And I'm not saying like the physical and, and the, the, ease of life though there's aspects to those things don't get me wrong like he, he can provide in those ways but it's the the comfort and the joy and the peace and the patience and the kindness and the gentleness the the ability to have self-control um when when also often yeah. you feel those things it's access to that uh, as a byproduct of being near god and being with god um so you know, if that's where you're at, take take the plunge. Say yes to Jesus today. And um, if you're making that decision saying, Jesus, I'm a sinner. I, I need your grace. And I do believe you died and, and rose again for my salvation. Um, and I want to give my life to you. If you're making that call today, email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. Mm-hmm. We'd love to have that conversation with you and give you next steps and get you plugged into a local church where you're at and, and help out with those things. So yeah. reach out. We're more than happy to, to answer those, those questions along the way. Or even if you're still like, I'm not completely sure if I actually believe that Jesus lived, mm-hmm. that Jesus died, that he that he rose again, then reach out to us and, and we'd love to have that conversation with you as well. But Andrew, my friend, Absolutely. as always, this was This Jesus Life Podcast. We just covered I am the gate of the sheepfold. Next week, we'll continue in John 10, 10, and we'll be taught, well, hopefully next week. Let's cross our fingers um, that we can pull That's this right. off. We'll put it We're on our calendars now, folks. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. I am the good shepherd. Um, as Jesus said, uh, that's going to be a fun one. Don't want to miss it. Tune back yep. in next week. Yeah. We'll talk to y'all later. Peace.